Welcome to From a Particular Point of View. Hi, I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we dig through the garbage and look at American life and times from a perspective of faith. We're on a mission from God. You can call me man in a cloth without cloth. Politics. Why should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Entertainment. Why are you here? There must be a reason for you to be here. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. How dare you? How dare you? Lighten up, Francis. And nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm pretty proud of it. It will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. I I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Get off my lawn. So sit back, literally or figuratively, and enjoy American life and times from a particular point of view. Hello once again, everyone. This is Dale, and welcome to From a Particular Point of View. Um, just in case you're wondering, and just to make the powers that be at uh, at, um, at YouTube happy, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a hit and miss with YouTube on what they choose to um, um, not delete, but um, they, they will often put on their trademark infriction. So we're only going to have your video out to a, a certain group of people. So, and the last time I said this, they didn't, which, I mean, it's hit and miss. I have no idea what they can, what they justify as being trademark infrictions or used without permission or whatever they call it. But anyway, the opening guitar riff is from Ted Eugent Stranglehold. Now, I've met him personally. He's a heck of a nice guy. And I know that my views and his views are pretty doggone close. So I don't think he's going to mind too much if I use his opening riff for my podcast. I don't think he will. Um, the little guitar part you heard there, the acoustic guitar part, um, I originally heard as a, um, a, a a music transition bed on the radio uh, oh, uh, um, several months ago. And uh, I didn't know where it came from, and I was in Sisters, Oregon, uh, a couple months ago at a um, at a um, a saloon. I don't remember the name of the saloon, and I heard this come over the jukebox, and I had to ask the waitress, "Who does this song?" So the little guitar part there, the nice little soft guitar part, that is um, Colton Wall. I guess it's called "Sleeping on the Blacktop." I think is what it is. Um, yeah, "Sleeping on the Blacktop." So. There, and um, in the very last part, usually that I play, and uh, closing out the podcast is "To Live Is to Die" from Metallica. So there, I'm giving credits, giving props. I don't know if I got permission to use Metallica song, but I figure I've bought enough Metallica stuff in my adulthood. I think I've purchased the rights to use their song if I wish. So, so anyway, uh, once again. <laughs> Excuse me, I've been a little under the weather. Early last week, I developed a head cold. I'm just kind of getting over it, so. Uh, anyway, 
Um, uh, let's get this thing going here. What do you say? Once again, I am Dale, and this is from a particular point of view. Um, this has been one of those interesting weeks. Um, this one, this has been one of those weeks that I've just pulled my hair out listening because I, um, between what what's going on with the um, the impeachment inquiry hearings, which is totally, um, it, it made me notice how how um, tunnel visioned um, Democrats really are for people who are allegedly open minded. No, they're not. They're, they're as only open minded as they wish to be, which. When it comes to, um, when it comes to protecting a person who they are having second thoughts about, hearing them just defend somebody just like that, like like former Vice President Biden, it just I, I didn't know whether to shake my head in disgust, which is what I did because I can't pull my hair out because I don't like I don't want to pull my hair out. Anyway, you get the idea. Um, so anyway. Um, as I usually per- do during these podcasts. Well, anyway, the, the inquiry is just one of the things, but it's been not necessarily a super big... I mean, um, I don't think there was anything in the news that really stood out to be one of those big, huge things. There was a few things that came out that was somewhat, you know, but nothing that really captured the country's interest or something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, forgive my sniffles there. I'm still trying to... <laughs> um, oh, by the way, the, t- uh, this week's uh, podcast um, uh, uh, topic is on. It's called Too Much is Never Enough. And that usually goes to um, the progressives, and I'll get to that later on. So anyways, what I usually do is get, uh, rattle off a couple of, uh, of, of quotes here that I really enjoy. I've been thinking about adding some more, but then again, how much is too much for quotes? <laughs> um, so if you want to hear more quotes or less or whatever, email me, um, watercoolercomments at gmail.com, watercoolercomments at hotmail.com, or leave me a comment on YouTube. Uh, I'm on YouTube. Um, I'm on Rumble. I prefer Rumble. Um, I also put it on, um, uh, let's see, Getter, um, Twitter, X, whatever. True social, you get the idea. <clears throat> anyway, Denzel Washington said, <clears throat> anything you practice, you get good at, including BS, which is true. If you don't read the newspapers, you're, un- you're, you're not informed. And so, wait, yeah, did I read that right? If you don't read the papers, you're not informed. If you do read the papers, you're misinformed. Again, Denzel Washington. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, longer than you want to stay. It'll make you pay. It'll cost more than you want to pay. I don't know who wrote that or who said that, but I thought it was pretty good. A conservative is a liberal who's been robbed. That was... um, Frank Rizzo said that, and I believe... He was the um, police commissioner for Chicago, um, oh, years and years and years ago. Don't know exactly when, but I'm sure if I looked it up, I could find it. But I, that's one thing. It's like, okay, do I really need to look this guy up and get that information? Nah, not really. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, 
Uh, again, excuse me for my sniffles and stuff. I'm just getting over head cold. Um, what one of the the the, the not really hot things was the the second GOP debate. Now, granted, um, I didn't watch the debate. Um, I kind of agree with Trump with this, you know, because Trump is like what 10, 12 points ahead of even the closest, you know, um, Republican. And he's, um, well, I think he was like, no, 50 points ahead of the nearest Republican. And he was like, last poll that I remember hearing about, even on, even on liberal news sources, is that they're saying that this, I think what CNN poll or New York Post poll, or whatever it was, said that Trump was ahead of even Biden by 10 points and ahead of like DeSantos and Nikki Haley by like 40, 50 points. So the idea was, and I have to agree with them, is like, okay, why would someone go to a debate when you know that half the time they're up on stage, they're going to be bashing him? Because the people already know what Trump is about. They, they already know everything they need to know about Trump. Whether you like him, whether you don't, whether you like his tweets, whether you don't, you get the idea. You already know about Trump. You pretty much know what he's going to do, what he's going to say, whether you like it or not. He shoots straight from the hip. He knows You already know him. So why should he go? Because you know that if Trump does go to one of these Republican debates, it's going to be a Trump-bashing party. And that will get nothing done whatsoever. We don't know who these other people are. I mean, I don't, I've never been to Florida, so I know of DeSantis, and I've heard about the things he's done. But is he ready for prime time? Probably not. I mean, he does a great job in Florida, I guess, but is he ready for the country? No, not necessarily. Um, again, uh, and uh, I, again, I didn't see, I started to watch a part of it. Uh, I know Steven Crowder, he does a podcast, and I, he does, he, he follows that kind of stuff, and puts his, um, um, him and his group analyze these things and pro either from a statistical point or from a comical point, comical, you get the idea, comedy point. And I like to follow that just to see what it is. And I haven't got a chance really to, to go with that and to see what they was, what was said and everything else. So, and interesting what they also do is, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a Steven Crowder, uh, show that they follow this kind of stuff. But to more, to, in order to make it fun for them, they turn it into a drinking game. So they come up with, okay, what are the common words or phrases that would normally be said during these debates? And if anything is commonly, anything that's on their list is actually said, they turn it into a drinking game, which I think is funny. I mean, it's a little childish maybe, but it makes it, again, it makes it interesting. Anyway. Um, anyway, so he asked, uh, Trump, of course, skips the second debate. Of course, duh. Um, apparently the Target stores are closing, Target is closing nine stores, mostly in the Pacific Northwest, after losing like, like $500 million in losses. Um, I guess, uh, there is a store or two in, in Frisco, I think one store in Oakland, and all the rest of the stores are in Seattle and Portland. I think so, which is interesting because I believe all those locations are controlled by Democrats. Hmm. And of course, Democrats say defund the police until they need the police. Then it's like, okay, just give us police just for us, private police. But no, you guys don't want any police, right? Remember, remember, you know, um, 
what's-his-face. I don't remember the, the black guy that got shot or strike. Whatever. It's just a whole bunch of race-baiting garbage anyway. Um, not saying it doesn't happen, but it does happen, just not nearly as much as they say. But that's for a different topic. Anyway, uh, along the same... <laughs> along the same idea... Let's see. Um, in related news, I was going to say... Um, there are some stores that um, they're not really high-end stores, but they are higher-end stores. And apparently, what's going on is you're getting large groups of, of people in in, oh, in groups, you know, in larger groups, in broad daylight, busting in, smashing at windows, grabbing stuff, and leaving. And I was told through actually a few different sources that at least in California, I think that you can grab up to $1,000 worth of merchandise and not really get charged for it. I mean, if they catch you, you might get a one of these, but that's about it. So I guess what they do is they get groups of people in, all of them grabbing... I, I guess maybe they figured out that if they grab as much as their arms can, can hold when it comes to clothes and whatnot, then it goes just... That's just about like $999 worth of, of stuff, I guess, and then they run out. And... One of the news sources, um, I don't remember if it was Fox or ABC or CBS or whichever one it was, was saying that I guess these people are, are selling when they steal these things, you know, whether it's clothing, uh, the iStore, whatever it was, whatever merchandise they have, they actually go and sell it online or they sell on the black market, which is interesting. I mean, I guess if you do too lazy to work, if you know if that's what you've been taught to do is you know that work is bad that capitalism is evil i guess that's what you do to me it's stupid i mean because i take pride in my work and for people to go out in there and just steal rob and loot um because they want to (coughs) excuse me i don't know i don't get it anyway um the next thing that I was mentioning about earlier is um, the Biden, the Biden impeachment investigate or the Biden impeachment inquiry. I believe was the official hearing of it. And one thing that blew my mind. Now I was when I first turned on my phone when I was at work. Um, I was watching Newsmax or listening to Newsmax, and they actually had a feed um, from the Senate hearings, not Senate, but the congressional hearings on this inquiry. And because Newsmax has to play commercials, because they have to get paid, they would cut away sometimes and either do different news or whatever. So I want to hear, I want to hear what's going on. So I went to uh, C-SPAN. There's actually a C-SPAN app that actually has that direct feed for as long as you, you know, as long as it's active. I thought, what the heck? Let's, let's check this out. So I went, I went to C-SPAN and, uh, clicked on the streaming video and listening to what was going on and I was blown away at the response I heard from Democrats. I mean, just amazed, amazed. Well, part of me was amazed. Part of me was like, yeah, par for the course. Of course they are. Anyway, there'd be Republicans up there showing on a wall, either on a screen or on a flatboard or whatever, proof, bank statements, emails, Twit, twits, Twitter, you get the idea. Postings, I mean, proof, black and white proof 
that, yes, this did happen. Yes, this money went to him. Yes, this money went to her. This did proof. I mean, hardcore black and white proof that this did happen. And then the very next Democrat would go up there and go, no, they have no proof whatsoever. None. Not one shred of evidence. Not one piece. They have nothing. And one congressional person went up there, this young young black lady, I don't know where she's from, she has kind of an annoying voice to me, but that's okay, he says, the only thing he's guilty of is loving his son, and then she says, if I had a, I wish my dad would love me half as much as Biden loves his son, and it's like, wow, if my father was still alive, I don't want him to love me that much, I mean, to extort money from our, or what, to accept money from Russia and China so my son, me, could go out and get hookers and crack and then illegal guns and then take pictures. You get the idea. It just blew me away that these you know Republicans, people trying to get this thing going, are showing on screen or proof that, yes, this is happening. Proof, right there, proof. And the Democrats are going, no, I, sorry, that can't see it, nope. It's not there, <laughs> which is funny because when Trump was getting impeached for that stupid phony phone call, which is like, yeah, I heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who heard it from their second cousin, twice removed, who heard it from somebody who might have been in the room. That's that's proof. That's hardcore proof. He's going down. <laughs> but there's actually proof right there, right? Firsthand proof from tweets, from bank statements which is, I guess, legal documents, but no, that doesn't count. So I just found it amazingly just, oh my God, can you believe this? I, it was, I was blown away at how much of a blind eye they're turning to this, considering that I'm hearing that a lot of Democrats don't even want Biden there because Biden proves every day how inept he is as a any kind of commander whatsoever. Any kind of commander. I mean, they've been, I guess what I've been hearing from some people I hear podcast news pieces of is, is they're wondering, okay, Biden can't make it. Who do we choose? And there's rumor that maybe Gavin Newsom, government, the governor of California, is saying, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. You know, to, to the audio people, I'm going, yes, I do with my hands. Yes, I give it here. I do want it. So it's like, it seems to me like he's saying to his, from his voice, he refuses the presidency, but some of his actions are going, well, hey, I might try that. That sounds like a pretty good idea. Of course, I, I don't think it all, because the funny thing is, is in a normal state of, I guess, progressiveness, um, the vice president would try. But if you remember correctly, when Biden was running for president, Kamala Harris didn't even make the primary. She dropped out long, long, long time ago. And the only reason she was picked was because she's a black woman. And in our in the private sector, if a company hired only hired somebody strictly for their gender and strictly for their skin color, that's illegal. You can't do that. But this is American government, unfortunately, which is very, very corrupt. Unfortunately, we're like a third world country, like a banana banana republic. It's terrible. Anyway, so yeah, just uh, those impeachment hearings were just, uh, and and of course the ones who weren't saying, nope, sorry, I don't see the evidence at all. Nope, I don't see it. They were saying, well, what about well, what about Jared Kushner, which is I believe Donald Trump's son-in-law. I think, I think so. What about Jared Kushner? What about what about what about what about? It's like, oh my gosh, here we go. And the funny thing about about that is, I have spoke with 
liberals who when uh when when they're talking about things i i say well what about this you know on, on our side and then well then start well that oh what about is what about is they anyway it's just it's ridiculous um as you may or may not have heard diane feinstein died uh thursday friday the interesting now uh, granted she was a a democrat of course and a senate a senator um but I found it strange that Newsmax was actually giving a slight memorial for her online. And, and I, now I know that, as it is, even if you hate somebody in life when they're alive, it's common, I guess, pleasantries, whatever you could say, to, to speak of them well, speak of them kindly in their death, in the passing. Um, and... Uh, I know that um, there have been some politicians that have passed away who were conservative. And, of course, it seems like the only time politicians speak kindly of each other is when they're dead. So, I guess, I, that's one thing I never really understood. I mean, I guess it's respect for the dead. But if you don't have respect in life, why would you have respect in death? I don't get it. Um, anyway, she died at 90 years old. She'd been in uh, Congress since 1992. Two, I think. And again, even Newsmax gave her a kind of a kind memorial. I don't know why. I would have just said, yeah, she's dead. Okay, so what? Move on. Because I... One thing about her is after she had her, her, her sickness thing, she was in the hospital for a while. And the moment she got out of the hospital and she got on the, uh, the, the, the Congress floor, a reporter asked, so hey, welcome back. How you doing? How was your... Are you glad to get back? And she's like, what do you mean? I've always been back. He's like, well, you were sick in the hospital... How was your? Are you glad you're back from the Congress? She says, "Like no, I've always been here. I've been doing votes. I've been working. I've always been here." And he's like, "There's proof you were in the hospital." And I don't remember in that piece, that video or audio piece, whatever it was. I don't remember if the dude just gave up. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Or if he pressed on. I don't remember. The only thing I remember is she was certain that she was in Congress the whole time, working and voting. While, of course proof that no she was actually in the hospital recovering from i think shingles or something a some kind of illness sickness whatever it was so yeah i mean that she didn't look very good at all she looked terrible not that looking terrible is any sign of sickness but usually it is anyway um again she was uh she was honored i guess she was the first allegedly the first woman in congress which i heard later on that no actually she wasn't but the Dem- but the democrats love Breaking the glass ceiling. The first this and the first that, which is ridiculous. Anyway, um, she was honored in part for her anti-birth abortion, whatever, you know, strengths, allegedly strengths. And she was also honored, uh, I think I, I heard somewhere, for her anti-gun stance, which is, I mean, life and life is in the Constitution. You know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not death, not abortion, life. And, of course, the Second Amendment, the Bill of Rights, to protect yourself with guns if you want. And that's what blew my mind is, how can somebody being so honored by by Democrats be so against life and the ability to protect yourself? Anyway, according to a Twitter post, I forget who, who posted it, 
and again, this is not, I, I can't guarantee the validity of this, but still, I've heard this before, not about her, but about other politicians. I consider it quite interesting that apparently um, the net annual income of a senator a senator, a senator is $210,000 a year, which that's a lot of money to me. I mean, I would easily live off of $210,000 a year. That'd be awesome. Um, maybe part of that is the stipend for her flying back and forth from California to, to D.C. all the time. But I don't know. But anyway, uh, I guess she was worth, her net income was $220 million. So it kind of makes you wonder, how did she turn? I mean, I would, if she, if if I could meet somebody that could make, that could turn my, not that I have $210,000, but if I could have, find somebody that could turn $210,000 into $220 million, I want to meet this guy. That'd be awesome. Of course, I'm sure most of it is illegal. Um, and the funny thing is, is uh, somebody else in the same posting, they mentioned that, um, she owns six mansions, one yacht, and 12 luxury cars. Now, what luxury cars is, I'm not sure, because I'm guessing, to my eyes, a BMW and a Mercedes are luxury cars. So I don't know if they mean, like, Lexus or Ashton Martin or Maserati, Lamborghini. I don't know what they consider luxury cars. Maybe that's it. I don't know. And apparently, her personal driver was a Chinese spy. Was, until the, until the FBI found him. But if you, of course, if you happen to notice, I no one ever. I don't remember that being in the news. So maybe it happened a long time ago when I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. It could be, but anyway, my friends, um, I am not going to give Diane Feinstein the moment of silence that she, some people say, may she may deserve because I don't believe she deserves it. Um, typical Democrat. Um, she's dead. I. I'm sorry for her family, I guess. But other than that, people die. I mean, we're all going to die someday. I mean, and if she was, like I said before, if she was not worthy of of honor in life, why would she be? Why would she be deserving of honor in death? Anyway, so for the uh, again for the main part of this of this podcast, I thought about this a few weeks ago, and it just seems to be. It just fits so well. And the name of this one is, of this episode is, Too Much is Never Enough. Um, the very first thing I thought about was with gay rights. Now, I saw a, a poster, um, I think it was uh, during, a, there was some pictures at a gay rights parade or something um, that um, somebody posted um um, well, now this isn't necessarily gay. Was it gay rights? Um, oh, I think this, that the poster was something like, the sign was something like that. Um, I wish my gay child has many, had many as, had many rights as your gun. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, considering where can a gay child go anywhere they wish? Where can I take my gun? Not many places. Can I take my gun to a school? No. Can I take my gun to a courthouse? No. Can I take my gun to a place that, if, if it says no weapons, can I take it there? Legally, no. Um, I can take my gun here. I can take my gun in my vehicle. I can take my gun any place that accepts them. But I, I saw that size like, wow. <laughs> uh, believe you me. It's like, and, and the thing is, that I remember back in the day that 
that when people were still in the closet, gay people, um, it was like, I remember like back in the seventies, there were people who we knew they were gay. I mean, Liberace, um, um, is for the, yeah, he's the first one that comes to my mind. Um, Rock Hudson was, I guess, gay, allegedly. Um, and a, another singer with a funky glasses. I don't remember his name right now, but he, of course he was gay. There are people that we knew were gay. Did that bug us? No. And there were people that would sneak out of the closet. And, and the thing is that it went from, it went from, um, coming out and, and, and okay, maybe acknowledgement that yes, there's gay people and yes, they live among us. Okay. Big deal. And then it, it just eeped up, eeped up to acceptance, tolerance, acceptance, blah, 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 blah. And, and now it's went from, from you will celebrate us, you will celebrate with us to, how about, no, you will become us. I mean, after all, anymore, if you hear about a, a, a star, either TV, radio, whatever, if they come out and say, that's it, we're, we're gay, we're, we're coming out as gay, they get celebrated as, as, as brave and strong for being, coming out as gay, and it's like, uh, um, okay, when does it stop? Because, you know, if you think about it, um, it, it kind of adds with the abortion. Because I recently, right before I came on, I did this, I'm doing this podcast. I saw, um, and I, I recognize the name of the woman. I just don't remember who, she, you know, what her name is right now. But in her eyes, in order for our planet to exist with humans on it, we would have to eliminate the population of humanity by 90%. She said, we have to decrease our population to that equal to 500 years ago. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you're gay, you cannot procreate, which means you cannot have give birth. Um, if you abort your child, again, you can't give birth if you're killing the baby. So maybe this is their way of helping them to decrease the population of the planet. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible, but yeah, it's like being gay, I guess you, you just can't accept Now, If you have a child that's gay, you just can't go out there and say, yes, I accept my gay child. I get, I, I, I accept that anymore. That's not really, it seemed to be that's, you have to, you know, you have to go farther than that. Not only do you have to celebrate with them, you're, you get extra points if you become gay yourself. And that's when the left goes, Oh, you're so brave. You're so wonderful. You're so strong. You're would say pick your adjective anyway another one that really gets me is um the too much is never enough thing is is removal removal of statues um i think it began originally in the south when they began taking down the statues of civil war uh people leaders of the civil war now i i can see this um now like with with andrew jackson as I understand it, in my college classes, he was not a very nice guy. Um, he uh, was responsible for the Trail of Tears, which was m- to move, um, I don't know how many tribes of, of natives um, from like the east, maybe around Florida-ish, I think is where it started, over to what, the Midwest, upper Midwest, I think. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and that was terrible. Um, and Andrew, I believe Andrew Jackson started that. And the funny thing is I learned in college is Andrew Jackson is responsible for his, for the presidency, the, the kind of presidency that we have today. So if he wasn't so much of a jerk Democrat, 
in his power-hungry being, I guess, that maybe we wouldn't have... Well, we probably would buy somebody else, but you get the idea. Um, but yeah, it's the idea of removing statues that certain people deem unfit. And that's gone as far as removing the names. It's like recently I've been noticing that um, the idea of changing the names of Civil War... Uh, well, a lot of the uh, forts, a lot of the military installations, especially in the South, are trying to get changed into names that they that the left sees fit. Now, how come the left gets to rename these things? You know, Democrats. I don't know. I mean, just leave them there. I mean, we can't we can't erase the past to make it fit for some of us who think it, claim it harmful. I mean, it's. Erasing the past, changing names, disregarding, you know, d- take tearing down statues will not erase the past. We have to learn from the past. Did we have some dark times in our in the history of our country and of America? Sure we did. You know, uh, my family come from the Northeast. Both my parents, Pennsylvania area. Um, is I was told by my mother some years ago that I had a, what, great-great-great-grandfather or something like that who actually went to enlist into the Union Army only to find out that the day before they signed the, whatever that armistice was, or not armistice, but the ceasefire, whatever it was. And so, you know, I mean, I guess it's good that he didn't try to do that a year or two earlier because, well, I might not be the person I am today if I even did exist. <laughs> so you get the idea. But you can't just clean a an ugly past by taking away names and statues. And it just just like us, or I know there's a group of people who um, who want to take do away with or change the face of Mount Rushmore, taking the, the presidents down. That's ridiculous. But you know, um, and of course uh, we've also heard about um, about taking the names from. Uh, offensive names from sports teams like the Redskins and and oh you get, that's the first one that came to my mind I know there's others I know there is but right now for some reason I can't remember them but you get the idea and they change them to something else which is again ridiculous it's the same thing with um with um with local teams you know high school teams and whatnot they get a they're a, you know um there is a, a team around here that is called the Warriors. And its icon was a very powerful-looking native on his horse. I don't remember if he was getting ready to throw a spear or he had a, a bow and arrow, but to me it looked very... I mean, I thought it was really something. And they, they they decided that Warriors wasn't offensive enough, but the image was, so they made him take down the, that image. Also in this area, there is a high school with a... Um, there, it was the, the Rebels. It was... Um, and the... The the mascot was a little like um, Confederate general, kind of cartoonish, but kind of cute, I guess. And of course, the powers that be, you can't have that. That represents somebody offensive. And so they made him take it down and take, you know. So now not only do they make him take out the the icon, they also make him take out the name. So they're no longer the rebels. Now they're another team. It's like uh, it just, it, yeah. It's like it, what is enough, you know. I'm guessing now that all the teams that are that maybe they maybe they might take a step further, and all the teams that they've chosen to erase or change the name and icon, maybe they'll put in like some civil rights thing. Maybe some. How about Dylan Mulvaney High School? <laughs> you know, 
you get your you get your fill of Bud Light, I guess. I don't know. You get the idea, though. I mean, again, how much is enough, or is too much ever enough? Um, see, do I have on here? I don't, unless it's on my phone. I just forgot to put it down there. But a big one I just thought of. That actually, I thought of before, but um, but I just didn't put on here on my list. I don't think I did. Did I? No, I did not. Um, ah, uh, yeah, I didn't put this on my list, but it's well-deserving, is global warming. Um, the environment. I ever seem to recall back in, I think, the 80s, Time Magazine came out with this thing that showed, like, a the North Pole and penguins and to tell you that we're going through a... a, a global cooling event that in what next 10 15 years we're going to see drastically lowering temp- earth temperatures of the earth and then something happened something happened what that is i'm not sure but they went from going watch out we're going to be sinking into an ice age to oh my god the planet's going to a, going to boil into, into into nothing but heat we're going to burn up oops <laughs> to the audios i hit my microphone anyway yeah, uh, and and how that happened, I don't know. And that's one thing I forgot to ask my college teachers, finger quotes, is how did we go from heading toward a global ice age to a global boiling of the planet in one generation? How did that happen? I did see a meme recently, I've seen it before, a meme that says pretty much, Scientists will agree with whoever's paying them, which is very true, especially if you want to believe in global change, global climax, or what global, you know what I mean, climate change, whatever. And, uh, and, and to the end, they think that, that fossil fuels is the key, which is dumb. But, okay, what happens? You know, how, okay, then they want to eliminate all fossil fuels, all carbon. They want to take out, I guess. The funny thing is, is we are carbon-based life forms. So in order to, to remove all carbon, you have to remove all carbon-based life forms, which is, I think, everything. So how much is too much? Let's say they do take out all fossil fuels from the planet. And, they pr- and, and the planet still, temperature still rises. Then what happens? What, what's next? That's, you know. Anyway, the next one on here on my little list is Immigration. At one time, we brought people in by the thousands. I, I think per year. Remember Ellis Island? When people would come in and say, yeah, here's my name. Here's my family. Here's my information, blah, 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 blah. And uh, they would set up. They'd find a place to live, and they would talk to the immigration status. And, and then you go take classes and take a test and prove that you're worthy to be an, to be an American. You went to a, 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 a ceremony where you raise your right hand and you'd say, I state your name. Do you solemnly swear? I, I've never had to take this oath because my parents, me and my parents both have were born here. I know I've been in the military, so of course my oath was a little bit different. But I've seen video of people who, in, of all different nationalities from all over the planet, you know, and the funny thing is, most of them are carrying cute little American flags. 
and they're saying, I, my name, do solemnly swear, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and it, it's awesome. You want to celebrate with them and you want to say, welcome brothers and sisters to America. You are, you are citizens. Congratulations. We, you know, we are one. We the people. However, that's not what the Democrats want. It seems like the Democrats want, they, they I've actually heard recently, uh, I think a reporter asked one of the White House personnel, now, now, is there a crisis at the border? Is the border secure? Is it, isn't it wide open? And this person kept continuously said, no, the border is secure. The border is secure. And the person kept on saying, well, according to what we've been noticing, that is not correct. Would you care to restate your comment? I, I don't need to because the border is secure. The border, I mean, this happened like four or five times. The, the reporter kept on trying to say, are you sure you want to amend that statement? And no, I don't need to. The border is secure. And I was just blown away. Because there is proof, video, numbers, stats. It's like, no, the border is not secure. But anyway, just what do they want? I, I, see, I think the idea, what they want, is they want the idea to where... Um, wide open border. I mean, just come on in. All you need to do is sign this piece of paper right here say, stating that, yes, I will be a Democrat. I will vote for a Democrat. And here is your... I heard that they're actually giving people who cross that border, if they get processed, what, 22000 or is that $2,200 a week for um, uh, food stamps, whatever, welfare? That's what they're giving people... Even if they swim across the Rio Grande, hey, here you go. Here's your money. Go, and we'll take you wherever you want to go. Just no questions asked. No, no, nothing. Is that your? Is that your kid? Oh, well, it's not your kid. Whose kid is it? You don't. You don't know. That's okay. We'll we'll take him in anyway. I mean, I guess as long as you vote Democrat, we can be overrun with everybody and anybody. But I guess the idea is is like in order to keep the Democrats in power forever. I guess I'm kind of wondering. If if all these immigrants, if they asked him at the border, say you're going to vote Democrat, right? No, we're going to vote Republican. Get out. Get 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 back to your country. Don't ever come back here again. I'm guessing that might be happening. I don't know. I just I, anyway. Um. And this is and the next thing here is um. Is teaching kids in the colleges. I've mentioned this before. <coughs> Excuse me. I believe that we did not actually win the cold war the cold war went underground the cold the people who were fighting us in the cold war they came to america and they got um they got college jobs you know i've been to college enough to hear some of the stuff and from what i've been seeing in schools um with america hating teachings with um gay teachings I mean, again, how do you how do you slow down the population of a country by slowing down the birth? Of course, either by killing children, abortion, or by telling kids, telling little boys, no, no, you don't want to be a boy, you want to be a girl. And telling little girls, no, you don't want to be a little girl, you want to be a boy. <laughs> no matter how much you try to change the human body, boys, no matter what, cannot give birth. No matter what you do to them, they cannot successfully give birth. That's just, it's impossible. You can't do that. You know, and and girls, you know, no matter what, you can't be a boy. You might think you're a boy. 
you might not, I mean, you might not think or you might feel. That's the thing is when they say trust the science, they want you to trust the science when it comes to global warming. But then when it comes to gay stuff, if you want to be gay or not, that's when they say, oh, it's my feelings. I feel like I'm this gender, sex, whatever. You know, it's kind of funny how they want feelings on one side, on one topic, but they want they say trust the science on the other. It just it's ridiculous. And like the teachers who who hate America, I mean, they they, they put forth the idea that America is racist, it's bigoted, it's homophobic, um, it's capitalism. Um, I don't know. I just to me, it's it, it gets out. It gets more and more prevalent. It's just terrible. I mean, it's it's amazing how. We can do that. How America, have we gotten this far to hate this country so much to want to, well, they're trying, it seems like the Democrats are trying to kill the country. Um, Economic-wise, as you've noticed, if you haven't noticed, went to the grocery store recently, that, hey, price of groceries and fuel is, is skyrocketing. And, of course, if you listen to Democrat or the liberal news, they'll say, All right, hey, if you take away the price of food and gas, our economy's doing great. It's like, you idiots, that's what makes it so rough. To the common person, only two really things count in life. The price of food and the price of fuel. That's Those are the two main big things. And of course, when these liberals get on the news, well, if you take those things away, we're doing awesome. You know, let's go, Brendan. You get the idea. Of course, they don't say that, but... Uh, it just it's, it's amazing, my friends, it really is. Um, let's see here, I need to... Um, what did I do? Oh, there we go. Okay, I hit the wrong, hit the wrong tab. <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. Let's see here. I also forgot to do this. There we go. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. It, too much is never enough. I'm guessing for these people. Um, you know, if it just seems like to them, if you can go, if you can win one little battle. One little, if you can win one little battle, what's stopping? I th- I'm, again, I'm guessing what they're trying to think of within their mindset. If you can win one battle, what's keeping us, them, whatever, from winning the entire war? The boiling frog theorem. If you've never heard of it, I don't remember if I've mentioned this before, but I believe it's kind of like the boiling frog theorem, to where if you throw if you throw, throw a frog into a pot of boiling water, he's going to jump right back out. But if you tr- throw a frog into a pot of cold water and slowly turn up the heat, he's not going to notice it. Before you know it, he's going to be boiling in his own legs. It's the same thing what's happening here. If you just slowly, tiny and tiny little bits, increase liberalism, increase gay stuff, increase the removal of our history, increase teaching kids to hate America and love and, and change their gender. If you, if you teach people to, you know, to, to believe that our country is boiling into, into, into the fire. You know, if you teach people that, that names of 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 places and sports teams is terrible and evil and blah 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 blah. Eventually, they're going to believe it. I well, some people are, but yeah, just little bits, little bits. Next thing you know. You know, again, you know, they're going to be full-fledged, progressive, idiot, communist liberals. And you still have to wonder, when does it stop? How much is too much? I mean, that's what I have to wonder with them. Are they just tools? 
is the real problem. These elites who want to, you know, they're, they're, wait, they're using their pawns to do the board so that when most of this world is gone, then they take control. Well, they've always been in control for a number of years. But that's just me, of course, my belief. Call me conspiracy theorist, whatever you want. Anyway, my friends, again, just be wary of yourself. Take a look, take a look around you, see what's going on. You know, when is too, when is enough enough? You know, according to them, I'm guessing that too much is never enough. Way too much is never enough. You have to go all the way and then more. What their final, <coughs> excuse me, what their final outcome is, I'm not sure. I'm really not. I can guess, but it just, then my thoughts go kind of weird. I don't know. Anyway, this has been, from a particular point of view, I am Dale. Once again, to get a hold of me, comments, questions, critiques, you get the idea. Watercoolercomments at hotmail.com or watercoolercomments at gmail.com. Or you can leave comments and questions at YouTube and, um, and, and Rumble. And also I'm on True Social, I'm on Twitter, X whatever. Um, get her, you get the idea. Until next time, my friends, have a great day. May God bless you and take care. Until next time. Have a great day. See you. Bye.